We continue the conversation on the talking point. So what we've seen um, over the last couple of weeks are parties launching their um, party manifestos or, you know, political party manifestos. And it's likely to continue sort of in the next couple of months, really, as election season gets into high gear. Now, we all know that different political parties make all sorts of promises um, to the electorate and often this wins them the vote. But what do we see when parties are actually given an opportunity to be represented in councils or in provincial legislatures or even in parliament? How are they held accountable even though they might not necessarily be in the majority? Trevor Klungwane is a journalist and sociopolitical uh, scholar. He joins me on the line. Trevor, good morning to you. Morning, Tessie. You good? And well, thank you. Uh, Zodwa Madiba is the organizer of the Soweto Crisis Committee. Zodwa, good morning. Good morning, Jesse. And of course, we're also scheduled to be joined by Kanita Hunter. And I'll let you know as soon as she's up on the line. So, Trevor, off the face of it, one gets the sense that um political parties at least those that will be described as being in the opposition um seem to get away with not having the work that they do quite as scrutinized as um the governing party and this is just um based on what i see your view trevor are are there ways in which political parties are actually being held to account for what they promise people in elections? Well, I, I, I suppose we might not have scale similarized in as far as that is concerned. I mean, consent, I mean, in regard to that, I guess in comparison to your, your bigger parties, like your ANC, your DM, the EFS. But I think uh, South Africans in general have the right to do that because parties, before we go into polls, they will devise what they call manifestos. You'd have seen the EFS during the weekend, coming up very strong around issues of governance. But not only they speak about governance, they speak about issues about state resources, how they scattered when they come into power. They'll speak about ESCOM, they'll speak about anything that concerns But we hardly do that because then it's mostly the governing part which has, has not necessarily over state resources. ESCOM and how they wish to fix ESCOM. But the EFF can, they could speak in theory to say, should we go into power? This is what we'll do. So in as far as accountability is concerned, it's very difficult to hold smaller parties because uh, they almost act from our side in as far as then they attack your governing party because they will say, we know that you're trying to get government to act on this and that and they can't do it for you, but give us your vote to go in and and, and, and speak on your behalf. Give us your vote to go in and then we act on your on your, on your power. But then, like I say, South Africans must hold leaders accountable because when they elect them, they elect them with the hope that they will change their, their affairs. They elect them with the hope that then they will come to the play and then change whatever that seems to be not in a, in a good space. But like you say, you know, in Opposing parties are the ones that are closest to the people because most of them will get votes and seats in your local government, your councillors. So for me, that's the space in which then locals can start and and hit to I mean to require 
political parties to deliver on their promises. They, 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 they should be an expectation, um, Trevor, e- even on, on political parties that are in what we would call the opposition, that those political parties are using um, the, the, the opportunity to not only voice concerns, but also to, to organize around matters of, of accountability. Yes. Do, do we see enough of that? I mean, when you have a political party that says, um, you know, we we are promising you no load shedding or to see load shedding fixed in a space of, of two years. Yes, they're not in government, but for it to move beyond words, should that party not be able to show that this is how we have lobbied? This is what we did. You know, when Minister X did Y and Z, yeah. we responded by this and that to show that they are using that time actively and not just to issue press statements of, of convenience and, mm. and, and, and say, well, we critique what is happening, but... We, we we don't have anything to show um, for for how we have then taken counter steps um, in line with what we have promised. No, true. And it's, it's un, like I'm saying, it's unfortunate that we, we think of these smaller parties as the better diverse, but they are much of a problem as your governing parties. But I think like many other states in the continent and also in the world, uh, ours, it's, it's quite complex because the question is that then how then would you have, and also in the case of these liberation movements, how would you have people who say want to fight for, for locals? They fight, I mean, hand in hand with you, side by side with you. But as soon as they get into government, they forget about what then they would have promised. You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's, it's very difficult for followers of South Africans to actually have to compare their leaders to be self-reflective, obviously, on issues that they promise. On. I, I always say that you know, manifestos that are being uh, used now to obviously garner for electoral support, hardly these parties come back to us and say, you know what, let's have this, let's take what we have done in the last five years. We have achieved that, we have achieved that, we could have done better in this one. They can only come back maybe a year or a few months before the election. And I said, the ANC did the same late last year. They went to Dobsonville Stadium, they went across the country to say, we've promised this and that, but we haven't delivered on that. And I think by then it's too late because then you want to use the same situation to have to ask for, for support. But like you say, smaller parties have a bigger role to play because they're much of a reflection of who we are because then they speak our language, but they hardly deliver on what they promise. They hardly deliver what they promise. All they do is just to highlight what this political party and governments are failing to do. And should it happen, they will take the issues to court and issues around accountability, Issues around chapter nine issues, which are also meant to somehow act on behalf of all South Africans and protect their rights, to force the government in some cases to deliver on on those issues. So right. there's hardly checks and balancing from smaller parties. I I agree. All right. Zotwa, let me bring you into the conversation here. Um, you, of course, represent an organization that is really has become a big civic society movement. And it is over the political hot potato that must be um, what happens with Soweto's electricity and the tariffs that Soweto 
um, should be charged for electricity. And we know that, again, all political parties um, have a view on what must happen with the Soweto question. How are you seeing that play out um, now that there is, of course, the opportunity to, to reflect on what different political parties have said and how they either affirm that position through the various ways in which they're represented or they don't? I think it's missing opportunity, Kathy. Uh, as a Soweto Electric Crisis Commission, there is a way of a crisis, as now we in the crisis, definitely crisis, because now, with the, when we start with the electricity, with the electricity, I'm telling you, yeah, I, I don't know what to say, because now there's no more life. You know, you 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 sleep, you just get worried about the electricity. You walk, you just go get worried about the electricity. So with the with the political party, yes, they did just talk, but I, I never even heard saying that how people suffer about this load uh, sharing thing. Because this load sharing, uh, the building, it's finished. We said Vuga was in there, but today, I don't know how, how you can wake up and do for yourself if there's no electricity. People are losing jobs. Uh, people that they have business, they are changing. Even if you, 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 you run your own business, you can't even survive. You are selling your ice cream. You think there your ice cream are spoiled because there's this sharing. So, with the political parties, I, I, I don't think uh, there will be any political party that will come to the rescue on that. Because all the time we are having this, and then we've got a list of political parties in the parliament that they can't even resolve, and even the, the, the leading political parties. What what would they need to do or what would they need to have done to show you um, as a crisis committee that, in fact, they have a a different approach to what the status quo is? Uh, Yes, the the talk is too much, but the action is much better because you have them talking today and every day. On on this, the thing they must just tell the truth. What happened? What is what is the problem? The truth must be told because now we don't know we we as the people on the ground, but then they know. It is my take. Okay, all right. Let me bring you into this conversation also, journalist, political um, journalist and assistant editor. The last time I checked, I think, uh, Kanita Hunter, co-author of the new book, Who Will Rule Essay. Uh, Kanita, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Kadi. Thank you so much for having me. Kanita, this idea of being able to hold opposition parties accountable is that something that we are seeing um, within our political discourse? And it's probably easier to look at it through the lens of what is happening at local government, especially because there we have different coalitions where, um, you know, smaller parties are 
part of those coalition governments and 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 so they are also then the parties that are in governance but even where they're not in governance and perhaps are just represented at a provincial level at a national level are we seeing that accountability yeah not not to the extent that it ought to be um and that's because of two main things the first is the hyper fragmentation um of of uh, opposition politics and the fact that a lot of political parties are smaller political parties are just one man parties right and so it's very difficult to interrogate because um you know who do you ask um for 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 uh you know answers from so i'll give you an example is a very very small political party called acm led by the former sbc chair uh, head uh, uh claudia mutsening they had uh, almost very, you know very little uh attraction uh, in the last election but they won one or two seats in municipalities in the local government election um uh in in in, in the free state and for example there you know there's an acm councillor in maluti apofong that literally plays a role in the in the coalition government there and so how much of that that yes while you may not have your own track record that we put to um small political parties their role in participation as an effective opposition in small political i mean in in in, in not only national politics but in provincial and and local local politics because the one the one thing that we don't appraise political parties on is how effective they are as an opposition whereas the the EFF may capture headlines in the national assembly but they somewhat you know often absent in discussions in 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 councils of metros for example and so 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 i think the 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 you know beyond beyond uh, uh, assessing people on what they promised to do to assess smaller political parties on their main role which was how effective were you as an opposition given the fact that for example in KZN legislature they you know the KZN government has been you know doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong what was your role as the opposition in that legislature to hold that executive accountable yeah kanita i'm going to pause you there we'll continue the conversation in a moment and and you know what what she's saying is really part of what i also want us to be thinking about right how do we reimagine what effective opposition politics in this country looks like beyond just what the political parties have been able to do which is capture headlines um how to position themselves in order to be in the news at night and in the morning when we wake up but what is happening in terms of the administrative processes of governance which is really where their their presence ought to be felt um as 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 members of the opposition it's 10:30 time for the latest news headlines we'll continue the conversation and i'll also take your contributions later on continue the conversation on the talking point we're speaking about accountability particularly when it comes to holding political parties across the the spectrum accountable and what do we as the electorate then uh, do when it comes to the opposition parties because the spotlight 
often is on the governing party and not so much on the opposition, at least not beyond where they're critiquing. Trevor Klungwani, Zodoma Diba and Kanita Hunter, part of this conversation. So, Kanita, let me give you a chance to, 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 to finish your thoughts uh, before we, we continue with the conversation. I think that there are different metrics in which we have to judge political parties based on their on their commitments and the the you know the, the the persistent thing that you know we were not in government therefore we haven't been given an opportunity to um to 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 you know display uh, uh, governance capabilities uh, is is somewhat you know disingenuous because there's a lot of political parties that yes may not be represented nationally or provincially but have some role in governance in 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 local government and I think while it is you know comparing potatoes and tomatoes but at the same time there's 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 a, a thread of of you know, are you capable of fulfilling your promises? And then the second thing, Kathy, is also to to unpack the feasibility of some of the promises made by these smaller political parties, because sometimes they they make promises that are not even constitutionally viable. And it is absolutely scary sometimes to understand, you know, to do when we, when you realize how how little some of our uh, little understanding some of our politicians have in terms of how how the law works and how national government is constituted and what the constitution says. And so um, it's very very important to say this is what X party says, but this is actually what the law currently says about it. Trevor, let me come back to you. Do you think that? we are at a point where even if a, a party, let's say post the elections, um, you know, a party finds itself in, in the opposition, that this party should say, well, you know, w- we might not be able to implement our manifesto as, you know, we have not won the election. But this is what we do promise to do. Um, and this is how we are going to be holding um, the party in governance accountable, and this is how we are going to be lobbying for the certain positions that we have, and give the electorate steps and 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 specific markers that they can look at to judge the efficiency. Do you think that's what we need? No, we we should need that, or we need that. So one of the things, Kate, and I just picked this up when Juanita was talking. So you know. With the city of Jobek or all these metros, what they will do is that the council obviously they will opt to choose a mayor or a speaker from a smaller party. For instance, Jobek has a mayor from from Al Jama uh, uh, as the mayor of, of, of the city, obviously. So it means that him being the mayor now uh, somehow because he find that is is the most what uh, maybe is the only person in the in the metro uh, from the party. So that renders. All which Al Jama would have promised to deliver to the people of city of Jobek, null and void. Now he just become an administrator who sits and have the EFF, the ALC, and the DA uh, fighting over the bigger share of what then they would have promised to deliver to people. But also, like you say, there might not be much avenues in which society can hold parties accountable because somehow you feel like you only reduce to a ballot where you just go in and vote. You hand over the power to all these parties to go into the council and then decide on the budgets, on how they want to roll infrastructure, issues around service delivery. And like I say, post the elections, you just sit and have a look. Now that you can't even 
be able to reach that certain political party who you could meet before the elections. You could shake hands with, hug, sit with them, and actually share your aspiration, what you expect them to do for you. But now that the elections are over, they are nowhere to be found. So like I'm saying, there might not be such channels. But also, Kathy, I don't think South Africans, many of many of, of us in in local spaces are aware of the powers that they have to actually sit with government and plan on what they ought to do. For instance, we have issues around the IDP where uh, the municipalities, political representatives could sit with communities to say, we want to understand issues that are so pressing in your society that you'd want us to, to do for you. You find that, for instance, a party would actually build the tennis court in a place where you need a clinic <laughs> to be functional, you know? So there's somehow sort of a mismatch in as far as what then we expect from them and what they deliver to us. And maybe that they only give us what's doable for them or what they think we, we deserve. But there's less, there's less checks and balances from our side. Mm. Zodwa, do you see an opportunity of, of greater collaboration between members of between um, opposition parties and and members of of, of, of civil society. Yeah, uh, with that for for us to to, to hold the uh, members of the of the of the parliament accountable uh, as a, as, a, as an organisation. We are just uh, thinking of. A member who comes who in, goes into the office, not just find a place that's going to bind him or her. They must get a, a mandate from the constituents so that whatever they are doing, they must think of the people on the ground, not to represent their 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 jacket And they to discuss the matters with the members. Of, of, of the community. Because really, if they uh, are not going to do that, we are, we are going nowhere. Because now, um, the consultation, they don't even consult. That is why you are in this, in this mess. They come here with their good manifestations, giving people all the promises, everything, everything that they think of. But at the end of the day, when they are in their offices, there will be nothing, there will be nothing, absolutely nothing. So with that, uh, the country will stay, will stand as it is now, mm. in the mess that they are in now, in the, I don't know. So, so, yeah. so, so, Zoto, are you saying that sort of in, in between the period post-elections and, and, the time that a term of office comes to an end, you hear very little from political parties across the spectrum that they simply disappear um, and are not part of even the community's efforts um, in, in, in raising certain concerns. In, 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 in that, uh, as a, as, a, as, a, as a community, because we are not, we, we just vote, we vote them in their offices, and then also we end there. For them to come back on the ground 
that you must communicate with people mm. and, you know, and people come up come bring up their their grievances it's so difficult because their offices the doors are closed you must have an appointment so it's so difficult to, to, to communicate with those people you, you, you have some ideas as a community as a, as a as a members of the community but you don't know in their meetings you can't even raise it because they are like a, a preacher. They are like a pastor. Mm. They just preach. They don't give anyone a chance to 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 to, to, to raise a question. Mm. If they will raise a question, they just suppress you. Yeah. So as we said, we need to, them to bring the report back to the community. At least to call a, a people assembly every three months. Maybe that work as a, as a, as a community. Zodwa, th- th- thanks for that contribution. Kanita, this idea of members of, of the community feeling like they're part of something and feeling that when they speak, their voices are heard and what they say um, has to matter. For, for me, it, it's such a key thing. One would think that... Um, members of political parties, especially those that are in opposition, prioritize such engagements because that is the surest way of, of, of giving themselves an advantage and an opportunity in, you know, in an upcoming election. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's this, you know, how much, how, like how much of it is actually genuine and how much of it is actually you know hearing people out and 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 actually wanting to resolve um the the, the you know the the challenges facing um facing uh south africans kathy you know it always it always um is interesting uh, you know in a in a run-up to an election where a political party will say we will end load shedding. I'm just just hypothetically, right? Or we will. There'll be a jobs for ev- job for everyone, right? And then the the scrutiny of the how, because you're almost taking um, South African citizens and your potential voters for granted when you say things that are unsustainable, because there is an you know uh, uh, a electricity plan passed by government for the next five years that says you know at least in the next five years will we then have um it will take five years to to in the best case scenario to deal with load shedding and 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 you know given um you know the the fiscus strains for example so 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 that that's often what happens i've seen in local government for example where the democratic alliance uh, took over Twane, and and they realized that a lot of the promises they made to the public are just not unsu- are just not sustainable. Particularly because, well, too bad uh, that that the finances of the city is just completely in disarray, or they have a billing crisis, or um, you know, or you know, the, the water treatment plant you know is is not functioning optimally because of alleged corruption, whatever it may be. The problem is that promises to people have to be located in reality and i think that it also these sort of grand promises etc lends to apathy because 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 voters have the sense that you are making promises that you, we can see very plainly that you're unable to to execute on and as a result um and as a result, uh, you know, you, 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 we are, we are, quote unquote, cut for with politics. And I think that that sentiment of, of, you know, kind of political parties that are taking us for granted uh, comes from that 
that element of just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make promises that are not real, that are so wholly unrealistic that, that, that people realize that, you know, they are being used mm-hmm. as, you know, as voting fodder. Before I let you go, Kanita, why do you think it is that opposition parties have been able to get away with being under under the radar? So um, having the spotlight not turned on themselves in terms of their own efficiencies um, as, as, as those that are occupying the opposition benches? I think because we come from such a dominant single party uh, uh, political system of, of governance where the ANC was, you know, the ANC had two thirds and the majority of it was reduced in the last few elections, but the ANC was so firmly uh, uh, in power. And so as a result, it was it was all the emphasis on what the ANC is going to deliver or what they have failed to deliver. Um, and, and and a lot of political party campaigns uh, and promises were was through the lens of um, the failures of the ANC. But but and th- and that's why the coverage was skewed that way in terms of not not so much unpacking exactly their own track records and their own roles as as, as opposition parties, but but now that the dynamic has changed and we're moving towards a coalition era, at least in in full provinces or so, and maybe in national, um, is that we have we have we have to link party performance in local government to that in national and. The role of opposition parties have become more significant when you have, um, uh, you know, coalition uh, politics and when governance is falling apart. Because what were you doing to ensure accountability um, in provinces like Gauteng, in provinces like like the Free State, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And so, and so, um, uh, small political parties matter more now than they ever had in in any of our elections. And so that's why we have to hold them accountable. Like the Al Jamaa example, the Al Jamaa has been contesting elections for election after election, getting a seat here, getting a seat there. But but now that Al Jamaa was actually running an executive in 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 the city of Johannesburg, you cannot separate that from the party from 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 scrutinizing the party's promises to the electorate on a national level. Um, whether you like it or not, even though the terrain may be very different between local government and and, and national government and national politics, oh. um, but 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 I think the most the most important point is that um, this 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 tendency that we had up until this point of disregarding political parties and kind of not 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 you know putting them under a microscope because you know how poorly they would fare anyways. Is, is 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 not good enough in 2024 and secondly the temptation by by uh, big political parties including the opposition like like the DA and the EFF to say a vote for a smaller party is a wasted vote it's not a wasted vote when you get into coalitions as we've seen in local government um and and so the 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 responsibility now on the public and on the media is to to ha- to scrutinize smaller political parties as much as you would the, the big existing ones. All right. All right, Kanita. Uh, thanks for your contribution to this conversation. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll continue with Trevor and Zodwa in a moment. I see lots of you lined up also to contribute to this uh, conversation. We'll take those calls shortly. All right. We continue the conversation on the talking point in Pretoria. Veletkaile, good morning. Hi, Katelli. I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I just want to give you a brief example of what we have done as a citizen here. Mm. 
we have formed a political party and that political party its constitution is very clear it's a political party of the community and as a, a curator of that party and the community that i'm heading we are not allowed to go to parliament or any like parliament or legislator or sure. what you, what you call a council mm. because those people want to form a party and then you you go to parliament which means now you are you are conflicted then what we have then as a committee we have the authority to call those who are going to parliament on the list number one from the president until we have authority to call them each and every three months so that's that's the initiative that we have taken as citizens because once people you voted them in they are called forget about them so and, and Veletkele, is, is this the first time you're going to be contesting elections no, no, no. That, that's what we did. We said we're not going to complete this election simply because we want to raise awareness to the community mm. because we, we, ours is not to go to parliament anyway. Mm. There are people who should go to parliament so that each and every month, every month, they must come to us and account. If they are failing, we don't even need anything. We just uh, remove the list and put the people. Like, for example, if you go to Soweto, you will need people of Soweto to tell you about the person that they have chosen, to say how they feel about them. It's not up to me to say it is a good or bad. It's up to them mm. who are feeling the pitch. That's what. That's the initiative that we have taken now. And then we said, no one is going to go to parliament now or compete. We're not going to compete. We just want to raise awareness. So I would, okay. like the, I would like the media to give us a space to explain ourselves as well. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. What's the name yeah. of your party? South African Mass Movement. Oh yes. Uh, I think yeah. one of one of your members called recently. Actually. Yeah. Um, Mzu, what's his name? Uh, Mzuvele. Yeah. Mzuvele. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Velikale. Th- thanks for calling in and and for for raising that with us. Okay. Uh, Brian, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, uh, yes. I just wanted to make a brief comment uh, on this matter. Look, on, on the major issues, all major issues, the ruling party will steamroll any opposition outcries. Or, you know, there's been many, many, even court cases which were brought by the opposition parties, even as far as the constitutional court. Uh, Etals, the spear of Sylvia Wollenhoven, ESCOM being the biggest case in point. So all these decisions by opposition parties, which is typical in a capital society, um, will be steamrolled by the ruling party. And, um, I mean, we've seen what happened with ESCOM. Already in 2006, opposition parties made an outcry because of the the uh, corruption that was, which started and the outages which started at that point where they had to call the Canadian... Uh, Susan Opal, her company, to investigate what was going. And that happened because of the outcry of opposition parties. And um, even then, when she delivered the report, the ruling party and and government as a whole did nothing about it. So the the ESCOM issue started way back in 2006. We look look at ETOLs, what happened with ETOLs. It was mainly the ruling party which insisted that that will be coming to existence. What about the SABC? They were, they, the SABC called for the um, documentary by Sylvia Wollenhoven. They wanted that uh, the Project Spear to be 
screen. And the ANC, because it uh, implicated all of its, um, uh, or most of its leadership, they demanded the, the withdrawal of that documentary. And the, the list goes on and on. There's no end to yeah, it. Yeah, but, 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 but Brian, I think in, in a lot of cases, we have civil society, when it comes to just um, the rights of, of, of South Africans that are not being uh, upheld, it's, it's civil society that we find more often litigating uh, against a governing party and not necessarily um, opposition parties. Yeah, but I mean, uh, 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 who is at fault? I mean, uh, look, firstly, this is normal in a capitalist society where the country is rooted and where the where decisions taken by civil society or by um, or by opposition parties is being uh, is being steamrolled. They do this all the time. The price of VAT, uh, increasing of VAT, the opposition parties, civil society can do nothing about it. And that is a decision by the ruling party. And um, and so the list goes on. But okay. I want to just end there, basically, and just say, uh, you know, it, 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 you go back to the wise people, the socialists of the, um, before the revolution in Russia, Lenin stated that, you know, the, 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 uh, the state is an organization of the ruling party. You can't get away from no matter how you try and duck and dive and and uh, try to disguise it. It's, it's the ruling party which controls. Then yeah. the second thing is I want to re- address, uh, I just want to bring this to the attention of the workers. The working class, you know, as Trotsky said, in every address prior to addressing uh, workers before the 1917 re- revolution, he stated, to, he told the workers that uh, uh, just uh, remember three commands. That is, distrust the bourgeoisie. The bourgeois academics are going to mislead you. There's no question about that. Rely on your own revolutionary strength. And, uh, of course, uh, you, you know, uh, I forgot the last one. All right, all but, right, uh, all right, Brian. All right, Brian. Brian, out in Cape Town, we'll have to leave it there. The point is that, you know, the bourgeoisie are there to, um, they'll always safeguard their own interests, regardless of how different they purport to be from the other. Makamu, you're in Johannesburg. Good morning. Oh, my sister. Yes. How can I'm sharp, man. Do you hear me, Kathy? I can hear you loud and clear, Makamu. Go for it. All right, man. I, I, I think we can't hold the opposition party accountable because they are not the one who is controlling the state money. Uh, uh, they, when they say, if we win, we can do this and this and this and this, they are, promised, they are making those promises uh, if they win. If they didn't win, they can't even make those promises because the ruling party is the one who is controlling the state money. Just like a is stupid doing now. It's not being the vote because... They are the one who controls the money of the state. That's why they are doing job here, here, and here, and here. They are, that is a part of campaign. So, so, so then, Makam, what do you expect from the fact that they have a seat at the table? What do you mean? What do you expect from opposition parties? Yes, they might not be the ones um, that are leading the table, but they have a seat. They have a say. Yes. yes. They have a seat, but they can influence. That's why you see in parliament, most of the opposition uh, 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 MPs, they always opposing the ruling party when they are doing something wrong. But they don't all 
only the money of the state. The money of the state only was about the ANC. That's why it is difficult for the opposition party to implement those promises because they can't uh, create jobs. They're not the one. They're going to leave my father in control of the party. ANC is opposition party. What they are doing is because they control the money of the state, they are campaigning. Like what what is doing yesterday in Jacksonville. That's a party of campaign. Why was I here more than 30 years ago? Okay. All right, Makamu out in Johannesburg. Um, yeah, th- thanks for making that point. Trevor, let me wrap up with you. Um, do you agree with that view that it, it's difficult because they're not in governance, so there's only so much they, they can do? Very briefly for me, please. No, it's not true, Kathy. So there's so much that we can do. And like I said, civil society have a big role to play. So when the new dawn, and I mean the new dawn came in in 1994, this organization, civil society organization, we expected to shift their focus from, you know, a largely contractual, if not hostile relationship with the state, given what we were before 94, apartheid and us fighting against the government. But then now that there is the new government, the masses have a right and they've, they've got to, they must be aware of the fundamental errors that the government has achieved. And they need to address all these issues for the sake of people. And as such, like I'm saying, Civil society needs to group themselves again and support and encourage the mass to fight back against the failures of the government. The reason why the government is listening is because they've co-opted all these movements, like Sanko into the ANC, and now there's no checks and balances, you know? But then we need to make sure that we fight back, whether it's through uh, the ballot or we go to court to force government to act on issues around service delivery. We've got to do this. All right. For the sake of the millions more who can't do it for themselves. All right. We're going to have to leave it there. Trevor Tlungwani is a journalist and sociopolitical scholar, Zodo Madiba, organizer of the Soweto Crisis Committee. And you also heard from Kanita Hunter, who's co-author of the new book, Who Will Rule South Africa? It's time for the latest news update.